Well, thank you as always to all of those who have helped to put our worship service together for Colin Ebers, who was our liturgist today, for our faith ringers who offered um, that beautiful piece of music, uh, for our praise team and Wesley Choir who offer our music leadership, for Gary Brubaker who expertly puts all of our music together, for all of those who have been in service during our uh, in-person worship services as liturgists, as greeters, as ushers, thank you. And if there's ways that you would like to serve, we have spaces available for all of those things. We'd love to have you. Now, later in the, um, after the sermon, we'll have uh, another time of reflection through poetry. And we're, our series for Advent is about the aurora, the coming of the sun. And so if you have any sunrise or sunset pictures um, that you would be willing to share to use in these poetic reflections, you can feel free to send those um, to this Facebook page. Um, you can email the church or contact the church or we'll, um, we'll get them from you somehow um, as we reflect on the aurora. Uh, John Buecher, who is uh, an expert on storytelling and on myth, he's the creative director of the Joseph Campbell Institute. He says, dawn is a prophetic image. It's a prophetic image in the sky that tells us something good is coming. Now, Alexander Shia, who is a theologian, uh, he says about Christmas, he said that Christmas teaches us to be a people who know that in every deep dark of our lives, the Christ is born anew and evermore. Darkness is not how the world ends. Darkness marks the time of beginning again. And so in this season of Advent, which is the four weeks of preparation for Christmas, we're preparing for the birth of Jesus. And in this season, we'll announce the coming of the sun, a light rising that we've never seen before. This aurora redefines our relationship with comfort, with control, with creativity, with gratitude, and even with darkness. And so today, we'll talk about what this teaches us about comfort. Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, I heard this story originally from John Buecher, um, and uh, it's a story about Charles Francis Hall. And Charles Francis Hall was an American explorer um, and he especially explored the Arctic. He was one of the first to, to travel to the North Pole. Um, and when uh, he was sailing around the Baffin Islands, um, every night he would go out on the deck of the ship and he would look into the sky and he would just say that he sensed that something was coming and something was changing. And one night he went to bed and um, just as he was about asleep, the captain of the ship comes crashing into his room frantically um, and he says, come quick, the world is on fire. Now what we know that the captain has seen is the Aurora Borealis or the Northern Lights. But can you imagine seeing these for the first time and not knowing what they are, were, having no knowledge of what this is or what this might be? I mean, would you think the world is on fire? The world is on fire. 
I mean, we have heard that a lot, haven't we? And maybe we've even said it a lot. The world is on fire. I mean, watch any version of the news that you'd like. The world is on fire. Go into a random group of people and ask their opinions on vaccinations. The world is on fire. Bring up politics. The world is on fire. We have a lot of people making exclamations about the world being on fire. And, and some of it, there are some cries that we shouldn't be ignoring. There are some serious problems that we're facing and that we have been facing for quite some time and maybe been ignoring for quite some time. And yet, I don't know if we need more people announcing that the world is on fire. Advent, the story of Jesus' birth. One of the details that is sometimes debated, discussed, or argued about Jesus, about Jesus is when he was born. And so I have to tell you that I've, told, I've said this before, but it was not necessarily December 25th when Jesus was born. I know for some of you that's shocking, and for some of you, we need to take a breath. It'll be okay, I promise. Um, it's not, I'm not saying that to ruin Christmas or to say that this date doesn't have any significance because I think it actually has a deeper significance and it's a deeper uh, meaning um, and related to the story and the beginning of the story. So December contains the longest day and it's when things are the darkest. It's cold, it's dark, Maybe it's lonely. At about, I don't know, like 4.30 every night, I feel like it's 37 o'clock. And maybe you're feeling this coldness and darkness and, and loneliness, maybe physically or maybe mentally and emotionally. The most wonderful time of the year is also one of the most stressful and depressing and it can seem like the story should just end. And yet God continues to work and bring about something new. This season contains the winter solstice, the longest and the darkest day of the year. And every day from then, it starts to get a little bit lighter every day. Solstice literally means sun stands still. And every day from the winter sol solstice, the sun will start to shine more. In many ways, the sun is being reborn. God works in the darkest moments to bring about something new, birthing something new, because the story isn't over. We tell it every year to remember. We remember Jesus. We call him the reason for the season. The sun is being born and reminding us again and again and again the work of God even in the darkest moments. And I think that's partly what we need. We need to announce what's coming. Not just that the world is on fire, but that the sun is coming. And in our Advent or 
Christian language. The sun, the S-O-N, is coming. Hope is dawning. This is the aurora, the coming of the sun. And this hope that the aurora brings, well, we all know that hope is an amazing thing and it's also scary because it promises things that we can't imagine. Hope threatens to change everything. And this aurora, the coming of the sun, it redefines our relationship with a lot of things. And one of the things that it redefines our relationship with is comfort. We think about what we truly need instead of what just makes us comfortable. I mean, if you think about last year at this time or, you know, earlier, if you think about any time in 2020, how much toilet paper did you have stocked up? How much hand sanitizer? Did you have more than you actually needed? Or maybe you knew people who didn't have enough. At any time during that, that time period, did you decide that maybe that 42-ply toilet paper is not necessarily what you need, but you got the one-ply just because that's all there is? Did you decide what you needed and not just what made us comfortable? One of the Christmas songs that we sing each year is God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. And as a part of that song, the, the, the chorus goes, Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. And what does that mean? What would it mean for everyone to be comfortable? Aurora. The sun is coming. Our passage from Luke today is one of the apocalyptic passages. And maybe you heard that and you thought, what in the world does this have to do with Christmas or with Advent? Because it's not usually thought about as an Advent passage, and yet it actually really is. Um, it's a part of the lectionary. The lectionary is a series of collected readings um, that uh, are for the church universal. And so this is one of those passages, one of those readings of Advent. Because Advent isn't just about announcing the birth of Jesus Christ, but also the return of Jesus Christ. It's about announcing the coming of the Son. The Son of Man coming in power and glory. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Now, no one likes to be uncomfortable. But in our quest to become comfortable, have we made others uncomfortable? In our quest for comfort, have we isolated ourselves from the rest of the world? What would it mean for everyone to be comfortable and for everyone to have what they needed? Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. How do we announce the coming of the sun? 
So what can you do this Advent to announce Aurora, to help bring comfort? Maybe it's shopping for hats and gloves and scarves and mittens, making sure that people are able to be warm. Maybe it's shopping for underwear or t-shirts or socks so that people have basic needs of what they need to be comfortable. Maybe it's making a warm meal for the Freeport Area Church Co-op, making sure bellies are filled with good food. Maybe it's inviting someone who might be hurting or grieving, or maybe just feeling all alone for hot chocolate or cookies. We don't need more people announcing that the world is on fire, but I think we do need more people announcing the coming of the sun. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. It's coming. The aurora is coming. The sun is coming. The sun is being born. The son of man is coming. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life and that this day does not catch you unexpectedly. The sun is coming. Hope is real. The aurora is on its way. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Amen.